Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Cinema de Morin. I'm your host, Chuck Phillips, joined by Justin and Lexi. And we're here to talk about the next film from Harmony Corinne. I, I would say we started off weird and then somehow got weirder. I agree. I, I didn't think that was possible. I was not prepared for that to happen, but I chose Spring Breakers, mostly just because that was the, that was probably the film I was, even though I hadn't seen any of his films, it was the one I was most familiar with just because they, I think that's the film of his that they've most heavily tried to market to get people to go to, which does seem like it worked. I think it is his most successful film, like box office wise. And it had Selena Gomez in it. Like yeah. Selena Gomez is like peak. Yeah, they were like really hyping that. Yeah, same with James Franco was his peak. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like peak Franco as well before he was like doing things with underage girls and stuff. I don't, and I don't even think this was peak Gucci Mane yet. He he hasn't peaked yet. He's still no. He's still a rising star. It was pre Gucci Mane. <laughs> I, I will say I love this movie. I love this movie. I didn't expect to go in and love this movie. I was like, oh, probably. Like I was like, I'm sure it's entertaining. I'm sure I'll like it. I, I almost feel like this movie maybe made me I don't want to say like but maybe I'll say appreciate our our last movie Julian Donkey Boy more because you really can see the through line from that film to this film like a lot yes, stronger than I than I absolutely. thought I would like I was like it's like the same type of film it's just, it yes. really is just like he just got better at being a director between those two films I don't think I've ever done this before where I've watched because Corin's films come out so far in between like there's never like a quick succession of release like Wes Anderson there like he has a pretty quick succession with his releases but this guy has like such large pacing between his films you never like remember the last one that well <laughs> and you go into it and you're like well i know this is going to be weird because it's harmony corn and that's what i'm expecting but he has like such a defined definitive like film style this is like shot and filmed almost exactly the same way that julian donkey boy was but like with a better camera yeah basically and like he definitely kept my interest more in those in between moments like in between the big action he got a little bit better at finding something to fill montage shots of just a lot of stuff coming at you at all times it was like man this is like spring break the same yeah just just spring break down there and i was like this is just like the same type of movie he just got better at making that type of movie and remember that he did write kids he did not direct it but he wrote that he's really good at writing and directing these movies that are about like youth culture he's very good at capturing the essence of it like that was one thing that really took me back with this movie was like this this movie is so 2010. <laughs> it is like a time capsule of that era. Like it's such a perfect representation of like the early 2010s for sure. And like the music for it and like the visuals and all the stuff that's in it. It's like so good. It's a really good time capsule. But he also captures like the youth of that time period as well really well. Yeah. Which he also captured the youth and kids really well. I guess I, I would say, yeah, I can see like this almost being like yeah, an updated version of kids where instead of some Something like more like the AIDS crisis or something being you know a focal point or a, a fear looming over them it is more of like the digital age of just everyone being constantly short attention spans everyone everyone just always needs to be stimulated by something whether it's drugs or the two main characters that just seem like they always want to be getting into crimes or committing something like that's yeah that's really, the only thing honestly. that it's the only thing that keeps them going is uh, is doing that sort of stuff. It's the only way they can like get a rush anymore is to uh, rob people and shoot guns and just kind of be in general crazy. It is a lot about the boredom of youth in that time period and where things will go when you get too bored. The worst thing about the movie, though, I have to say, is the religious person being named Faith. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the most obvious very one. Very on the nose. Very on the nose. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's interesting what she was like down for and then like where she drew her line. Yeah, just didn't didn't want to party with Alien. Spring break. Spring break forever. <laughs> he was he was weirding her out. I think this guy is becoming my pimp, so <laughs> I'm gonna get out of here. I'm okay with crime, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have a pimp. I've met guys like that growing up in Florida. He's very real. I've seen cars like that as well. The the alien car, the, the fucking Camaro. Those Camaros were everywhere in Florida. You trip over them. Those in Mustangs constantly. And they were always done up in like... Me and Chuck have been to Florida. Oh, yeah. We've seen some stuff down there. Yeah, we've seen some things <laughs> down there. I grew up in the Daytona Beach area. I remember like spring break in daytona beach this one took place in um was it st pete's yeah so it was a yeah so it was a different area of florida than i grew up in but like i was there for like all those mtv spring breaks and like bike week and like black college reunion and shit man it's crazy that shit gets out of hand (laughs) it's like you have no idea like you're like oh it's this no don't go to the don't go anywhere stay inside and shutter your doors Spring break forever. Spring break. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This and I I feel like yeah the biggest the biggest connection and I I like read an interview that uh, Corinne did about this film and kind of like what his intentions were that he wanted it to be like very very dreamlike and very hypnotic which i would say this movie does definitely have that quality but but again i i feel like i definitely got the same the same thing from julian donkey boy of just there's like parts that like until we talked about it i like completely forgot the moment that he like killed that kid or whatever just because Hmm. it almost feels like a did i did i imagine that like did i did that actually happen and then we brought it up and i was like i guess that did happen in that film and this had like this movie had the same quality i was watching it late at night and it's just like there's just parts that i'm like did they go do that like am i just am i making up parts of this film or is this like did i is that something i saw yeah like even the robbery the very first one it doesn't feel real yeah it feels like it feels like someone's like making something up or like talking about like oh that's how we would rob this place or something it's kind of cool being with the getaway driver too yeah on the outside of the the store yeah Yeah. but she did that dumbass thing of the minute that they run ran out of there she took her mask off i hate when they do that (laughs) they weren't thinking they're they're young also i kind of wish when they were putting the masks on and they were sitting in the, the bed of that car I kind of wish like the cops drove by and it's like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Corrin's films tend to like take place like in the middle, like you just kind of come into the middle of something and then you leave. There's no real like start or endings to his films. I think this one has the like the most defined start and finish of one of his films, but it's still definitely in the middle. Like you don't really know what happened to these girls. You don't know if they actually do go back to college, if like they return to their life, if they stay in Florida and spring break forever or any of that kind of stuff. I think it's spring break forever it's it's told yeah. to us in the narration <laughs> it's gotta be forever i don't want to give away that ending but like when they walk up an alien pulls out his gun and he's immediately like shot in the head <laughs> and then it's just those two girls like going through like the spree and you realize like the whole time like they've just been absolutely insane <laughs> <laughs> when he's showing off his place and all the things he has yeah and he keeps bringing up he's like scarface it's on repeat it's on repeat all day and then i was like this is definitely his version of scarface oh, that's like cribs like that was always the joke on cribs is that everybody every yes! rapper always had yes! scarface playing and they all they all had the posters of godfather and scarface on their walls do you remember the guy on cribs who had the scarface blinds yeah yeah <laughs> 
That was, yeah, that was that was like every every single rapper. That was every always rapper. what they showed you. They were and they'd always, always like, walk Check in, us out. Yeah. And they'd pull out their DVD of Scarface. I would have like the original Scarface. I'd be like, it's yeah. not even the Pacino <laughs> Scarface. It's the. Uh... I would yeah. watch the original. That would be amazing. Yo, I got Scarface on DVD. I'm a nerd and a gangster. <laughs> And it's like the original Scarface. They also, they also did the, like... the uh, they they did that scene in Thor Ragnarok that was identical to this scene, and he he says like the same stuff too, where he's like, "Look at all my shit," and it made me think of Carl Urban when he's like, "Behold my stuff," and he's like the same way, he's like showing all this dumb stuff, and he's pulling out like assault rifles and like waving <laughs> them around, and I was like, "This is the exact same scene." I did like too whenever they like have his guns and they're like, "It, it is loaded," and then yeah. they're like, "Still don't point that at me." Like, yeah, don't point that at me. <laughs> It's actually loaded. <laughs> he kind of reminded me of one of my best friends from Florida growing up. There was this guy I knew. He was fucking crazy. And he would go to the flea market and buy knives all the time. And, like, the guy <laughs> at the flea market had a bunch of, like, knives he'd set aside for, like, when Danny... Sounds like Chuck. I did do that. I have this giant skull head with two giant knives coming out. Like, it looks like a saber-toothed tiger head with knives that he gave to me. He's like, this is for you. And I'm like... Oh, Okay. What's the skull? Like a real a human skull. No, it's like a brass skull with like actual knives. And then he sharpened the knives. So as soon as he gave it to me, I cut myself on it. And I'm like, I'm not touching that thing. So I just hang it on my <laughs> Your wall. Your weapon is this skull with two knives on it. <laughs> like, I don't like, I, I don't even know what I was supposed to do. This, but he had like hundreds of those fucking things in his house. He'd come over and it was the same thing. Those fucking shirts, those like satin shirts that have like anime <laughs> characters all over them. The flames open, and stuff. Open with no like, like bare chest under underneath with like a bandana on blonde hair and he'd be like yo let me show you my knives while he's rolling up a fucking joint <laughs> spring break spring break forever <laughs> and he's showing you his like giant this new flea mate market knives uh, and i'm like this is what like chuck chuck's always like let me show you my knives and he's always <laughs> That's Pulled yeah the the one the one time when I I went down there uh, when I was in Florida the time we were like staying with your mom I wasn't for a couple even days there, you weren't there that time <laughs> yeah that was that was a fun time me my mom and Justin's mom all watched Teeth for the first time that was a fun that was a cool time it <laughs> <laughs> was a weird time but yeah we we went to like the swap meet that was like down there and that yeah that was exactly like I roll up the guys got like body armor brass knuckles I'm like. And I'm just like looking at this. I'm like, where? I don't know where if was this, this stuff's like. This is in Fort Lauderdale. Okay, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, 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 they got they got a crazy fucking swap meet there. But like the Daytona Beach flea market is like the best thing I've ever been to in my entire life. It's like you want a gun, you want a knife, you want a tattoo, you want your hair done, you want your teeth whitened. Do you want a you grill? want it all at the same place? Do you, do you want vintage video games? Do you want like old movies? Do you want like Disney memorabilia that's actually from the fucking park? I like like that. big do chunks you want old of it? movies? Do you want new movies? Do you want, like, <laughs> some guys like, like I got three hundred copies of Song of the South on VHS unopened. You want some? And of I those? also have the brand new Doctor Strange that's just in <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just out. In the yeah. I got a guy. He does good work. I have Song of the South on Laserdisc. Whoa. It was $100. It was worth every penny. <laughs> I just downloaded it. I remember a long time ago, my mom's boyfriend at the time bought Song of the South off of somebody from like the ads in the actual newspaper. 
Nice. It's $35, <laughs> and the version he got was literally just a copy of Song of South on a VHS tape. <laughs> My, you can only get the Laserdisc in Japan, so I have like a Japanese-only Song of the South Jap- Laserdisc. It's interesting. So you can hear racism in different languages. Yeah, and the thing is, is that my <laughs> remote's broken, so for the different audio tracks, they actually start playing together, so you have to reach in the back of the player and pull out one of the audio jacks to stop the uh, the Japanese track from playing. <laughs> and that's how you beat the system it's just uh slightly offensive i i think we're gonna talk about that movie at some point See oh if yeah disney sure. shuts us down sure. yeah yeah we need to we need to talk about it we could talk about disney's failures we could talk about that and the the black cauldron i don't know if it's a failure it's just something that they're trying to sweep under the rug right <laughs> i mean i saw toys well not toys funko pops and it's like you know, Friar Rabbit and stuff, and it says from Splash Mountain. I'm like, oh, I was Splash just, Mountain. Yeah, <laughs> I is I that also, where he's from. <laughs> I always thought that was so ironic that they went and banned the movie, and then like two years later, opened up a ride based on the movie that people keep. Go, people always go like, but where are these characters from? And it's like you don't need to know that. Just 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 get on the ride. Well, the first time ride. The first time you ride it, like when I, I went on it when it first opened, and they still had the fucking tar bunny in it. And I'm like Well, or they have the audio and the songs from it, like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. got way off track. Spring break. It's it, it's it's <laughs> it's all related to Florida. Because Florida it is, is it just, is Florida just a wild is the, place. Is a mess and yeah. Yeah. Oh it's, god. It's yeah, it's an interesting State. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's 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 an interesting <laughs> place to be. I hate Florida more than any place in the whole entire world. I don't world. believe it. You just talked up the best uh, flea market <laughs> of all time in Florida. I, I've been arrested in Florida. I I have been pulled over for fucking everything under the sun in Florida. Why would I you have... fuck everything under the sun? Uh, oh, it's Florida, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's spring break, y'all. You gotta love Florida, yeah, man. Is, is James Franco in this movie Alien? Is he Florida, man? He does Embodied it very well. Into... He's the ultimate. Yeah, I, that's what I think. I think like he that he did such a good job. I'm like, man, he must have hung out with someone like my friend Danny, because I'm just like he like he captured that essence so well. Like he was so third rate, but like he's so impressed with himself. You're just like, it's so good. Like it's just everything. I like uh, when we first meet him. He's singing that song, and yeah. then later when he meets the girls and he sees them in court, he bails them out. And he's talking about, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm in that song. And he like he doesn't know the name of his song. He just throws out a lyric from the song. He's like, oh, yeah, I sing it. And then they sing it back to me. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I like when, they, when they're when they they're first, like, asking him, like, so what do you do? And he's like, yeah, he's, he, like, tries to be so smooth. He's like, he's like, man, I do whatever I have to. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but, like, what do you do for money? And he's like shit i don't gotta do anything for money i got money <laughs> so like like so like what do you do <laughs> they keep they keep trying to like get to him like like so what do you do and he's, he just keeps like won't say exactly but they just keep flashing like just all the all the shots of guns and drugs piled up everywhere and he's like you know <laughs> i just do I like uh do some like stuff trying to proposition selena gomez and he's like i just want to party come back here with me and party <laughs> just come in the back with me i like when they finally show the the guy who's the competition gucci Bane. yeah and, and and you see like 
they they clearly define that line between like what a nobody alien is and like how much this guy actually does matter in comparison like that guy's rolling around in like a lamborghini he's actually got like a strip club he's, he's got, got like, the huge house room. yeah he's got all this stuff and this alien guy's over here with like a fucking but his po- kids hungry poster board <laughs> gotta, wall with guns glued kids. to it yeah that's my favorite montage of like a villain like them all in this extremely wealthy house and then he's just like he's starving my kid my, like, my, my kids, kids are hungry hungry <laughs> I don't let my kids go hungry. Yeah, that uh, there's there's so many good moments. I think I think like maybe my like the best moment I think is he does like blend two where he like f- kind of fast forwards at times or he does like a really good foreshadowing. Uh, and I do love when Selena Gomez is getting getting scared and you're like I don't know maybe she's overreacting and uh, there's that that part where she's with them and she's like, she's like, I'm telling you something bad's going to happen. And then it flashes forward to almost the end of the movie with when James Franco's like all like bloodied hands and he's just holding those guns. And it's like, and it's a scene we haven't seen because it's at the end of the movie, but it was like, it's like a perfect like foreshadowing. She's just like something bad's going to happen. So then you're, you, you kind of like, I, I think figure that that's his hands, but you're like, Oh, did he kill the girls? Like what's yeah. Why, why are his hands all bloody when he's, when she's talking about something bad happening, like what what's gonna happen with them? What's he gonna lead them to? When I I like the way that they handle each girl leaving, like they all go to the same bus stop and stand there and watch her like go away, and they show them on the bus just trying to like cope with returning to reality. Yeah, I mean at least Selena Gomez didn't get shot. <laughs> yeah. Right, she got out. She got out just in time there. But you know, on the other side of that coin, the pink haired girl, you've been walking around with a shotgun robbing people did you not think at some point somebody was going to shoot you like it took that to be the reality like i think that's kind of realistic with that age group i guess that's fair yeah they think there's no consequences which that's i I guess that's uh that kind of seems with the the two other girls uh brit and candy that like they they, they're the ultimate like they they don't think anything's bad's ever gonna happen to them like they can just keep doing this forever and and nothing's gonna be a problem. They're they're the ones that are always the the first ones to try to instigate something to happen. Or hey, they're uh, bad girls. From they are. The, that's what that Christian group says. Yeah, I love I, I love the use of Selena Gomez calling her grandma and telling her what a beautiful and spiritual experience she's having. Yeah. Well, they're well they're showing them like being. <laughs> doggy style poured beer into on the beach and like everyone's doing all cocaine. The, yeah everybody's doing cocaine <laughs> off of her friends and like it's just like this like madness and it's like it's the most yeah, spiritual next time I'm, I'll, I'll probably had. bring you with me grandma yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll show you all the sites that and you can do the same things grandma it's like wow I actually do want spring breakers too then the the color in this movie is so good it's so like I love the final sequence once again, like with the like all the black the lights all neon. over the place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. Like that's a really good like shoot sequence, and it's all done in one sh- like take. So it's just like they just follow her like going through like the house, just blowing them away. It was so good. It was it was hot as well. Like it was like everything like came together in that, and it was like, damn, this movie's so fucking good. Like when you get to that ending, like seriously, like all that shit that you go through in this movie, and then that's your payoff, and you're like, it's so worth it. This movie is so good. Like, it, it pays off every single time. Like each moment, it just grows and grows and grows. But like, 
it's all worth watching. Like it's so funny. I'm but a like, huge fan of the end of that movie too, though, because like it is funny when Franco gets taken out in like a second. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. yeah. And He's then, the first one. And then you're like, there's no way, like, they're not that skilled, but they take out everybody. Yeah. It's like they're taking everyone by surprise, I think. They're like you said, the, the neon, they stand out more than anyone else. Right. They're not they're not hiding behind anything. They're just like straight up just taking everyone out <laughs> that like poses a threat. I mean, well, I even like after uh, Gucci Mane had his like threesome or whatever the hell it was, he just chilling in the his, hot tub. His fat girl like, threesome. Yeah, and the girls are like, they're like, I don't know. The reaction's funny because it's like they seem like high and out of it or something, but then after they kill him, they're like in full panic mode, but just yeah. in the shower. You could even tell too, like they, uh, uh, like in that moment, they just play the music. There's no. Uh, like you can't hear any dialogue or anything from him, but uh, even in that final moment, you can see by his face, like he doesn't. He's like, he's like, oh, what are you gonna do now? You really gonna shoot me? Like you, you gonna shoot Gucci Mane while I'm sitting here? Like that really what you're gonna do? And that's just exactly what they do. Like he's, he's even at the end, like when it's very clear, like well, I guess they must have killed everybody else to get in here. It's also like the great moment of like tonal shift too. Like they use that Skrillex song throughout the entire film like that yeah. song is like the soundtrack to the film and then when you get to that final sequence where they're like mowing down all the guys in like the, the house they do that like slow somber symphony version of like skrillex and you're like that's so good because it's just like it's just that snap back to reality and that it's all just like coming to an end kind of thing i and it, wish we didn't see the death of gucci Mane, and it was just them in his lamborghini yeah, like, that'd be that'd be left it a little bit more yeah. subtle, right? I love that they took his Lamborghini. Like it was like it was a fitting it was a fitting end to everything to just take the Lamborghini and go kind of thing. Like it's such a Florida car. <laughs> how and how did you like uh, Alien falling for Candy and Brit? It was creepy, but I think it was supposed <laughs> to be. Yeah, I kind of like the scene of like he's. He's having fun, and then he's totally out of his element, but also, like, turned on by it. Yeah. Where they're like, what if we just kill you and then take your stuff? <laughs> and then after that, he's like, you know, after he blows their guns or whatever, <laughs> and he's like, I think I'm in love. But I also think that's the moment when he realizes that these girls are kind of above him in pay grade like they're more gangster than him and he's like oh fuck like these girls are way more gangster than me and he kind of has that moment when he's like i need them to help me be as gangster as i can be because he can't possibly get to the level that he's at without them and because of them he puts himself out there and you know gucci Mane's like what are you doing like what the fuck is this you know you need to stop because these girls are so fucking good at what they're doing, even though they're like 20 year old college kids. And it's like, he's never had that ability to get his shit together. And the way that he did until these girls showed up. So it's like, he needs them. He needs them desperately in order to function. I also really love the montages of them, like robbing people. Yeah. And they're always wearing their masks and James Franco's not. And never wears a mask. Yeah. Yeah. I also really love that moment too, where they ask him to play something. Play nice something inspiring, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, everything. Uh, everything that he does in this film with like the the music and the montages, and I also do really love the sound design of like every scene transition is a gun cocking throughout yeah. the entire film. That's like every every major scene transition is just that sound, uh, and the, and also just the way he does he does use like the just like repeating things over and over again. Like he'll show you the same thing over and over again, just to like, just to keep it like on a loop or like that. The yeah, end like when they're preparing the break people was the same shot. It, yeah. It was, it was yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. He, he just like loops it. And then it's like, uh, I also really love the final montage before they go. And it just keeps replaying the same lines of like, so you girls ready to do this. And them going, Oh, are you a scaredy cat. And it plays that same, dialogue over and over again but it just keeps playing it with like different shots of them doing things and this whole movie makes you uh uh the way the way he shoots it and edits it it gives like a a weird again like that dreamlike state of you lose all sense of time like i'm like is yeah. this does this take does this movie take place over like two days or two months like i can't tell right how long like how long did spring break go like that's and i guess that's that's also the thing like everyone keeps saying spring break forever like the like it so it's just meant to feel like like yeah how, how long were these girls down here this clearly well, like, it, you can't rob like you gotta assume that they're robbing people at different times so it's like yeah it feels like it takes place over a long period of time but again I it could also right, be like though, two days <laughs> i think you're right though about the length of time i think they're down there a lot longer than they are because yeah. the point when the girl goes but the pink haired girl goes back She's like, I'm done. I'm just going to yeah. go back to school. That's when she says, like, everyone's it's... leaving now. Like, like yeah. the last ones. So, like... I do like the plot. that We didn't even really get into the plot. Yeah. Uh, these girls didn't raise enough money to go to spring break. So they rob a restaurant and then decide they get the thrill of it plus money. And they they keep that going as their town in Florida enjoying their, their spring break. And they That's get pretty caught. much it. They get arrested once, and then uh, Predator James Franco <laughs> finds them. He's just just ready, which which I guess you probably get the sense that he's done this like multiple times before, but this was the first time he like actually actually found like uh like a tough group of girls. Like probably normally they're just like the like he just gets them and gets them hooked on drugs and yeah maybe he just pimps them or something like that like this is the first time he's actually got girls that like push back to him and uh actually challenge him i was left with the impression that his entire gig is that he just goes around and like robs spring break kids like i don't feel like there was much more than that because like he had his two skeezy twins that worked for him and they seem to just go around and like get people, kids high and fucked up and then kind of like steal their shit and leave. So I feel like that might've been more what their gimmick was. And that's the way Gucci Mane presented it too. Like you're only supposed to be like robbing kids and shit during spring break. You're not supposed to be trying other fucking stuff. Yeah. The twins, like everything's creepy about it. They're like those two, they love DP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the only way they do it, and they, they share do. the shot of them, and they're just two terrifying-looking people. <laughs> they look like Florida people. Yeah, they do look like uh, Florida people. They look like Florida people. I've met those guys. I've seen them before in Florida. This yeah, movie captures uh, Florida's essence very well. That that was a that was a Vice article 
around the time that this movie came out talking about uh because they also like the the twins are real people and they are apparently they are exactly like their characters are described like they do they do like do that's everything together like it's yeah it's not even uh, yeah again that's like a that seems to be his thing is getting like actual weird people to be in his movie yeah and like they inspired aliens character because they're like that's who they just are in real life so like oh yeah we share our girlfriends we do we sleep in the same bed like that's that's not even like that's not even like a joke so i was like that's how i even first heard about this movie was a, a random vice article that was like oh yeah the inspiration for this character is these two weird twins is that, that where are Gucci Mane's from like did he get picked up no he... he's from Atlanta so I'm yeah. kind of so there's a lot of obviously a lot of cast in this like can't really think of many characters besides those twins though that would be like local to the area this would be a film like I said before if you follow Corin's career this is when like he starts this is like his first like high budget film if that makes sense like this was his first like big studio backing he has a lot more like celebrity in this film there's a lot of big names in this movie all the girls are huge names like it, it's not a small cast and you know franco and all that kind of stuff so i don't know all of them i mean i know vanessa hudgens and then the one girl's his wife but i don't know who the other one is i, I mean when you were I, when the next film we're going into is beach bum where he's got like an all-star cast in that movie yeah i mean i don't think he would get to beach bum i haven't seen the movie yet that's what we're doing next week but yeah he couldn't but, have gotten there without this nope couldn't have done it at all this because, is like his first like very commercial movie where they yeah they backed him like you said and they really pushed like for an like a certain audience. And yeah. I don't know if the movie was for everybody, but like Chuck said, it was successful. I think it made thirty million dollars off of like a five million dollar budget. budget. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, Corin uses like really cheap equipment as well on purpose. Like that's part of his style and stuff like that. So it just goes back to like he's not an expensive director, but he makes really interesting film. So it's like he's worth investing in. He goes, he's one of those like, you know, I talk about, like I said before, I talk about um, what's his face? Uh, Peel. Peel makes $10 million horror movies. It's like his movies like double their profits every time. I'm like, stick with people that do stuff like this, like five to $10 million films. And like, you'll have a lot more take from those than you will any of these $350 million fucking movies yeah. but Korean's like it's not a not a jordan pill though yet he no i, mean, I know he's been a and he never will be longer he's a different kind of director he's a unique director you know he's you an... made it if they're selling a movie by your name you know if yeah. they can actually say yeah. the director is the selling point that's all i heard when i heard about this movie i heard two things i heard selena gomez is going to be in a harmony corin film and all i said was i'm here <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck put a Disney Channel star in a Car Corin film? I was like, all I've watched up to this point is like really strange, them. strange art pieces that are yeah. like, you know, full of like white trash kids. And I was like, maybe all of them for all. I know. Uh, this is this is definitely, uh, yeah, and I I think that's definitely what it probably got the two of them to sign up in particular. Like her and Vanessa Hudgens was like, yeah, someone someone got that script and was like. Hey, so you just got done with your Disney show. Uh, you definitely want to do the exact opposite of that, right? Like, you, yeah, you definitely want to like because because that's like I feel like it is like uh, a hard thing for a lot of these 
for a lot of those it, actors to like shake well, off like you you just want to be the good guy all the time because it's like well she was she was a kid star on that like you can't have like like probably a lot she of, had also broken up with bieber at this time too yeah. so she was had just broken up with justin bieber and then she was doing this so it was a lot like it was like way way hard move away from the screen yeah just the, the yeah the complete opposite <laughs> i mean it is an exploitation film without the main characters really being that ex- exploited like we do have that pull threesome scene but that's about as hard as that movie goes right but like I mean, the spring break montages, it's all, like, ass and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. like, that's the movie that they're, like, that's the movie that's being advertised. And they're showing them, like, in, in handcuffs and in bikinis. And they're in their bikinis with their uh, they never ski not, masks on. And, they never don't have bikinis on. Like, as soon as they show up in Florida, like, that's the I love when they have to be wear. in the courthouse. Like, they don't even give them anything. Like, they're they're st- standing in the courtroom with everyone, and that's all they're wearing yeah. is just the bikinis. And it's just like, could, could, did no one, did no yeah, one want really to get them anything? they would give them something else to yeah, wear in like court. Put, put the jumpsuit on them or something that, like that. That's like, the least, that's the least uh, realistic part of the movie, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I think they, that's just that's just their their wardrobe for the everything. I think when you follow Corin's career, and like the same way that we were like looking at Wes Anderson and stuff, I'm like, this to me is the most harmony Corin film. It encompasses like every single aspect of his like weird, unique filming style, his weird like obsession with like white trash kids his weird obsession with like trashy youth culture, his weird obsession with like having his like finger on the pulse of the moment, like all that kind of stuff. And it all just kind of accumulates together. Like, yeah, like it's all there. And every one of his films have this kind of feel, but this one it's taking that feel and turning it like all the way up to 11. And it just takes you on a fucking ride. And this movie like never stops. I have a question. Is Franco the Herzog of this movie? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll give him that. He he makes more sense, I think, though, I need than you Herzog. To be a man. <laughs> <laughs> he starts spraying the girls with a hose. Yeah. Got him you know, on he's the spraying James Franco. Shouldn't be shaking. Don't be shaking. I mean, they kind of did. They had their beer on people, so. They like that. That's a pleasure, not a pain. <laughs> I mean, I do like the idea, too, of of somebody not looking like what you would expect. So that's exactly what these are. They look like the the dumb spring break people. And, oh, yeah. I mean, to to degree, they kind of are, but they're more badass than they, than they let on and you know, them robbing people and stuff or like how they are literally doing drugs. And the judge is like, oh, I'll just let you guys off since it wasn't on you. It was just in the same room as you or however they phrase that. Right. It sounds about right. They just want to get them out of their system as quickly as possible. Yeah, they're just trying to crack down. That's I think it's like the same. Everyone uh you know that when the tourists come in and everyone hates it that that oh great they're taking over the whole town and like wrecking everything throwing throwing insane parties and destroying hotel rooms i 
I remember seeing this movie when it came out and I really liked it. Like I was like, Oh, that was great because I like Corin and it was a good movie, but like getting to go back and watch this movie again, I was like, Whoa, this movie is fucking awesome. Like seriously, like I haven't enjoyed a movie like this much in a long time. And I was like, it's just, it's just, it never stops hitting you with like all kinds of like everything. All like it, it, it just has so much going on, and then it just like stops, and you're like, "Whoa!" And you need like time to like process what you just watched because it's just like rapid fire in the way that it presents everything. It's not a complete stop. It's like a nice stop. I know, uh, and they, it's they nice hour and a half church, or or I guess like a youth group and where they break it up with a piano and song yeah this well, it's gotta uh, get going it's like it, a crank start this was like uh, the other thing i thought was uh funny too when it first started and thinking about when it came out it's an a24 film but like i feel like yeah. this came out this came out like this had to have been one of their like absolute earliest ones like i feel like i didn't know that like at this all movie, this movie would have done even better like if it had been made like today, like you, yeah, that, that would have been you could have even sold it just as soon as a twenty four logo starts. People would be like, oh, I gotta go see that. Like I feel like if if more people knew like like hey that that's an a twenty four movie, like they they'd be like, oh, I, I gotta see all their movies or something like that. Like I was like I was like I'm like, almost oh, surprised they I didn't realize like, that was that old stuff. That's like oh yeah 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 or like classics adver- or yeah or like advertise more like those. Movies I mean it's that, ten years old. It, yeah. it it's crazy that 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 much time has passed. Right. I, you know, but like, you're not joking about this being like, I watched this and I went, holy fuck, like kids of today would love this movie. Like the use of color, like this, even like the, even though the soundtrack's dated, like the soundtrack works, like everything's there. And it really encompasses more aspects of the culture that they come from than the one that we came from. Cause this movie took a lot of like that stuff and turned it up really high. Whereas like, the kids of today are like into like way harder shit than we ever were growing up. And it's a, it's a different world. And it's like, this movie is perfect for them. And like you said before with the a 24, like they should like do, like I don't limited... really know if the youth is that hard. You oh, think the youth of today is hard. I can tell you that all the girls that I work with do more drugs than any celebrity I've ever heard of. Like, it blows my mind. And I'm like, and they're like, yeah, I started when I was 14, 15. And like, they all are like the same way. There's like only one girl there who's not. And it's like, you can tell like what kind of family she came from because she's got that Trump belief system. And I'm just like, is her name Faith? I was about to say, is she she the Faith? (laughs) Her name is Rose. Um, No, it feels like, feels like just as, yeah, it feels like just as as much the same. It really does feel like the same. Which I like her. She's a sweet girl, but it's like, I talked to these other girls and then they're like, I'm like, yeah, I was playing with like action figures when you guys were like doing cocaine and shit like that. And I'm just like, you guys are nuts. And I was like, here, you would love this movie. This movie is perfect for you guys. They're like, what? <laughs> they look down. They're like, what is this water boy? You're like, oh shit. I meant to give you spring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong one. But uh, yeah, I, uh, one, one girl that I worked with when I, I used to work at Walmart and uh, she was, she had lived in Florida for a while too. And she was, uh, she was another like weird, like she would show up to work and just be like, be like, Oh, it's cool. I just did a bump. I'm ready to go. Like, I'm like, what, what you're working at Walmart? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing drugs for? And then she'd like, she'd tell me like, 
because she's working to, at Walmart. Yeah, I guess. And then, but then she she would like always tell me too. She'd go, "Yeah, man, I wish I was living in Florida again." And I was like, "I was like, oh yeah, I bet that's fun." And she's like, "She's like, it is." She goes, "Man, you walk into any bar and they just have cocaine." She's like, "Everybody down there just has cocaine all the time." Like she's like, "You could just ask anyone and be like, hey, you got some?'" And they'll just be like, "Yeah, let's meet in the bathroom." <laughs> kind of true that's what they're, they're they, it definitely seems like this is this is, this is florida this is florida then, the movie a, a funny side note the most drugs i've ever seen was when i lived in ohio like they have severe <laughs> heroin problems there and they have like really bad cocaine problems there but in vegas it was all meth you couldn't get cocaine out there it was really hard to get cocaine in vegas it was all meth i was like all right You know how I love my uppers. <laughs> <laughs> I would touch that shit with a ten foot pole. Uh, we would know your teeth would be all falling out of your. Mouth. <laughs> right, right. You get a very distinct look. Right. <laughs> I just get fronts. You'll never know. Ugh. My rapper fronts. I mean, <laughs> the face seems to rapidly age too. Like, <laughs> like you... it looks like you've never had water in your life. Did you like that Julie and Donkey Boy had fronts, like gold fronts, and that yeah. this movie also had fronts? I think it's a staple for Corin to have people with fronts in his movies. Everybody's all it's like, we have to have grills. somebody needs a grill. Get them a grill now, or this <laughs> film's not getting made. Well, they both have bus rides. That's true. Uh, they both kind of have church. I think I think church is a prominent feature, but I yeah. think it also comes from the culture that he uh, talks about so much. Because like those small towns and places like that tend to have uh, fairly large Christian communities. Julian Donkey Boy had the better church, for sure. <laughs> Spring break. Spring. I don't know if a church is in Gummo because it's all just focused on kids playing outside, essentially. I think the church was the spaghetti. <laughs> One of the best scenes ever. Spaghetti uh, in the tub. Have you seen uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer? No. That's another great spaghetti scene. <laughs> We're going to have to do spaghetti as a theme. Yeah, just <laughs> all about spaghetti. The I think greatest spaghetti scenes there, that we can... There, there's, definitely, uh, there's definitely a lot to... Uh, and it, Something about uh, about Florida, like Florida would be Something another would be another good good theme, and it, it is interesting that with the 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 weird people, I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is about that state that draws them. Uh, like I think one of the a great movie about Florida is uh, the Errol Morris documentary that he went down there to. He he was going to make a documentary like Verona, about that. Florida or something. No, no, it's uh, it's not Gates of Heaven. It's, or I'm thinking like Heaven's Gate, but it's something like that because he. It's not I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he had to, he had to change it because he was going to do a documentary about people that like amputated their arms and legs to get insurance money. Like the whole town was on like a huge insurance scam to like uh, cut off limbs to get money from the insurance companies to pay for it, and they basically threatened to kill him if he ever like released any footage from it. So he changed it to a uh, to it's like about uh, uh, 
pet cemetery down there, like another a different community in Florida. But <laughs> I can't remember what so, they're called, but I, I have that on Criterion. I have yeah, those two movies. I can't think of what the name of it is. I, yeah, I, that's where it's that's where I saw it from, but I can't think of the name Shit, of it. Shit, everything that guy does is like he did the thin blue line, and it was also like, fuck, I think I'm talking to a killer. Yeah. <laughs> like, so there's a movie called The Florida Project. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Yeah, uh, with and Willem it, Dafoe, right? Yeah, yeah, it just follows that little girl in the hotel. Yeah. Uh, my mom was a social worker in Daytona Beach um, when I was growing up, and those hotels that are all along um, uh, US one there, um, that's legit. Like they're all just like when kids get displaced from their homes or when like a family gets removed from their homes or whatever, they all just get dumped in those hotels and they just live in them and like. There are all these displaced children living out of these like hotels surrounded by those like weird fucking tourism places with the wizard hat and like the orange and all that kind of shit. And they just live in it and like they exist in it. And it's really, really hard. Another good Florida movie is Bully. That movie is based on an actual story. That's that of like some kids who killed this one rich kid in Florida. Like those movies capture both those movies capture Florida perfectly. Very, very well. Uh, you confused me. I didn't see the movie, but when you were like wizard hats and orange, I'm like, oh, like I in, have no uh, idea what you're talking about. In, in Orlando, along US one, the the tourism US one used to be like basically Orlando used to be kind of similar to Vegas, where there was just like one strip of road, and it was all just like fucking mini golf courses and like gift shops. And to make you go to the gift shops, they would like literally theme the gift shops to look like things. So there's like a dragon and like a wizard with like a giant hat. And like there's a, you know, a UFO or like a giant orange because it's Florida and whatever. And there used to be more golf courses that would like theme around them as well. So you just had this like wizard's hat gifts and mini golf and all that kind of shit. And now <clears throat> with the tourism being so different, and with so much of it being oriented at the parks and the parks having so much dominance, US one has dilapidated into like nothing. So it's like all these shitty tourist shops and all this kind of stuff, but like the parks basically built their own highways and route systems. And so now to get to the parks, you don't even like go through that area of town anymore because they've created all these their own bypasses and shit like that. And so that's where they send all the displaced like homeless and like families that like get kicked out of their homes and have children and are in like welfare situations and stuff like that. Like all those hotels. And of course all the hotels along there are also themed. So like these poor people are living in a fucking castle or they're living in like some kind of like rip off Mickey mouse house or like some kind of whatever, because like all these like shitty hotels along there also theme themselves to like go along with all of the gift shops. I think that's and all what that we stuff. need to do. Chuck, what do you think? We all go on vacation to, to <laughs> route one. I used to live off Florida. of it. When I was back in Florida last time, like back in 2018, 2019, before I moved here, uh, that I lived on that route. I lived in Kissimmee, and we were right off that road. We were right down the road from all that shit. It was only a 25-minute drive to Disney from See, our we'll house. do it all. We could do Disney and then go there. It was never – it was like – I'd say that's a gross area. I don't ever want to live in there again. There are I nicer mean, areas of you Florida. You are selling it hard for not wanting to go there. <laughs> right? I know. And then, of course, Bully was about, like, these rich kids who would bully the younger kids, like the poor kids, and the poor kids got enough of him and killed them. 
and that was a real story. And then it's growing up, the whole plot. I thought well, bully was a thing with um, uh, what the fuck's his name? Al Bundy and and uh, no, no, Rick it's Moranis. really it's really <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, Rick Moranis and up. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold, that's who it was. I, Actually, I, it's been a long time since I watched that movie. I used to watch, but it I just remember the they grew time, up yeah. and their kids were like the opposite of them, and that's yeah. it. That's like the only detail I remember of that movie. From what I understand, uh, Bully is directed by the same guy who directed Kids. That's the same it is. director. Yes, yeah. sure. So it's it's got that same gross Fact. feeling. It's a good movie. I recommend it. But that one really captures Florida well too. If Florida's not. It's gross, but I will say I really like the flora and fauna. Like it's really pretty down there, but like people just ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> and the weather's fucking awful. Like don't anybody let anybody fool you. That humidity is god awful. Just the yeah, fucking worst. That's, that's oh you, yeah, when we you, know. when you walk out, yeah, like the first thing you do when you walk oh, yeah. out, you're just like, oh, go- great, I'm instantly, I'm instantly wet all over. Yeah, yeah it happens up here too. Yeah, or fucking rivers. Yeah, all the all See, the waterways. You're like, I'm glad I took a shower because I sweat it. I sweat a gallon before I got to my car. Yeah. Right from the front door to my car, here's I like the, I'm soaked. This place is dry as fuck. I never lived any place so dry in my entire life, and I lived in Nevada. Yeah, I, I thought like, that was so. When I went to Vegas, it was the same thing. We were out in the desert, and they're like, "Be careful, it's 104 degrees." And I'm like. I don't know. It feels nice, weirdly. Like, it does not feel that bad to me. Maybe I'm it, having heat stroke, but it doesn't feel hot. When you're in Vegas in the summer and your car doesn't have air conditioning and it's like 110 degrees outside and you put your windows down and you drive and it's just like, it feels like an oven, like hot oven air just blowing into your car. That's when you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you're like, ah. Uh, because down in Florida, down. Yeah. like, no matter how hot it is in Florida, you can put those windows down and get that, like, cool blow from the on ocean. It. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, even though it's like 98 degrees outside, like, it's still, like, not as bad with the windows down driving. But in, like, Vegas, it was just like, enjoy the fucking heat. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> nope. That's where I'd be like the night owl. I'd be like, I'm only out at night. Yeah. I'll tell you that heat's still there at night. It doesn't start cooling down until about five in the morning. And then from five till seven is the coolest time. And then the sun pops up and you're like, ta-da, it's hot again. (laughs) Spring break. Spring break forever. (laughs) I've lived in. And then where I was at, we were right on like Fremont Street. So like it's the middle of the night. It's like a party is going on. I'm like, yep. Oh my god. <laughs> well, and not to couldn't complain have picked about the worst place to be. The most unpredictable traffic patterns ever because it's all based around when events are going on. There's not like a nine to five traffic or any of that kind of stuff. It's just like today there's fucking traffic. Oh, tomorrow it's empty. Like I was real for- confused too when I got in the rental car and then the lines on the road are like black dots or something. Yeah, they use reflectors because um. You can't have those in states where they have snow plows because the snow plows will catch them and rip them off the road. So like any place that has snow, they don't put the reflectors down. But like all the southern states like Nevada, they just use the reflectors that you just glue onto the road. I was like, I hope I'm driving in the right lane. (laughs) Right. Well, and a big problem there is people don't turn their headlights on because there's so much ambient light that you don't realize that you're driving without your headlights on. I see that all the time, even here. Somebody will be just driving down the street, and I'm like, all right, I get there's a lot of light posts right now, but <laughs> don't have your headlights on. 
Right. I've lived in Florida for half of my life and Vegas. I lived in for 10 years. I've lived in all of America's largest tourism destinations. Really? Yeah. The only place I haven't lived is California, which I would say would probably be our third largest tourism destination in this country. Well, it's probably the first largest in a lot of ways. But Vegas... More than like New York? mm, Yeah, I haven't lived in New York. New York's a pretty large tourism destination. Well, New York's one of the largest cities. So it's like New York... I think L.A. and then like um, somewhere in Florida. I don't know if we're, Chicago. I, no, they're like the three largest, like the most something like that. Miami then, or something. Miami's got a huge tourism. But I don't think it's that big. Miami could be really big. Maybe I'm wrong. I know there's somewhere in Florida. There's like a third one is in Florida. And then uh, <laughs> Denver, Colorado. But California's got like all the Disney and Universal and like the Hollywood shit. And then Vegas is Vegas. And then, you know, Florida is all Walt Disney. And that should so be like, the slogan for Vegas. Vegas, Vegas is Vegas. I mean, it sounds about the same as like what they use nowadays for their slogan. So this is what you're saying. If they made a third escape movie, it would be escape from Vegas. <laughs> I mean, aren't they making they a New third York, escape movie? Like... I, I, I hate to say it, but you could kind of say that that stupid, um, new army of was it army of the dead that piece of shit that that, that's kind of an escape escape from escape from a vegas kind of movie i mean it's basically uh uh, i I know realistically they said that if they were doing the third one it was gonna be like earth or something escape from earth it's like a shitty third-rate peninsula basically but uh yeah i don't know i thought they were making a third one I thought that was in production. Uh, I I don't even know if it's happening because they made it sound like they were going to reboot it and then it just sounds like nothing definitive. They don't need it unless they have Kurt Russell, then who cares? Do you you think that Corrin has has a future for larger studio films or do you think he's always just going to be this like niche in the corner just kind of obscure but like liked by film people kind of director let me answer that question after next week that's fair he's, he's you got to see the beach bum first i have to see what the beach bum's all about it's got some big names in it yeah yeah it's his most recent one so we'll see yeah we'll see what he's what, what he's I most can, recently done i can simply say it's his least gross movie. <laughs> it's a little gross, but it's not nearly it's as gross as the gross. But it's the least gross. It's still gross, but least. Yeah. It's got the it's got its yeah. <laughs> Also, this one's really funny. I would say this is probably his funniest movie. Spring Breakers or Beach Bum? Beach Bum. Well, I like, like funny. Well, like, like, okay, like, Beach Bum would be, like, his lighthearted comedy, and this one would be, like, his action-adventure film. <laughs> I thought that was Julian Donkey Boy. No, Julian Donkey Boy is his dramatic piece. It's his mystery thriller. Yeah, <laughs> it's mystery thriller. Mystery about how no one cared that that kid died. And then Ben Gummo is they just didn't a even slice know he of died. <laughs> didn't even know he died. No one even paid attention. No one cares. It's just one less kid to deal with. Yeah. 
I, I definitely need more movies that start with murder that never plays into the plot or <laughs> I, I will, ever gets resolved. I, I will say we never talk about Trash Humpers and his discography of films. And, you do. I mean, it's it's a masterwork for sure. I think it's something that you guys should watch on Sorry, your own Sorry, we time. let you down with our later Korean <laughs> yeah, movies. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. You could have you could have reached deeper into the I've weird really hole. Pretty deep into. I bought this movie three years ago, and I haven't watched it, so it needs to be my pick. <laughs> Trash Humpers is literally just a bunch of guys in old men costumes going around neighborhoods at like two and three in the morning. And fucking their garbage cans and screaming into the night. That's not selling me, but I might <laughs> still watch it. That's all it is. My fiance said that if I ever put that movie on again with her in the room, that she will actually leave me. So if you do have it on, then that means that you want her to leave you. That's also, right. Also, we it'd be really funny if we did cover that movie, and because you're like, that's all it is. It was just you giving the plot and be like, that's all it is. And we have no opinion. And it's just the shortest episode that it's we've like, ever yeah, had. Yeah, you it. go into it, you're like, well, she said it was this. And that's exactly what it was. I don't know what more to say. <laughs> it's it, all it, in the title. It like All I can think say about it, like not that we're here to talk about it, but it it feels like an artistic jackass sketch that never got like played and nobody thought was funny because it wasn't funny and so it just he just took it and he pushed it into it's like the youtube era of we're doing pranks that aren't funny like almost like a pre tim and eric kind of thing like just like absurd justin and chuck yeah what would your show be like how weird would it be uh, i guess i guess i'm on it now so we wouldn't limit ourselves to trash cans yeah, uh -huh. but we would definitely wear the old old man makeup. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Tom Green fucks Roadkill. Can you top him? Yes. Oh man, <laughs> he's like necrophilia. Uh, Here it comes. <laughs> we can climb that mountain of Roadkill. We could. We could do it. I would love to talk about that movie on here. Our first movie fingers. would be the grossest movie. Our second movie would be the sweetest movie. <laughs> just like set people up for this expectation that whatever you make is going to be absolutely horrendous and then make like something that would not ever be everyone like... thinks it's going to be something disgusting but by the end of the movie they're all crying they're like I and it's all like even touch me it's so wholesome and then after that you flip the script again and do something even worse like just like terrible <laughs> because then you drew them in and they were like no i'm not being fooled again this movie's nasty. How did you get the Muppets in it? Be like, it was pretty easy. My sweet movie. And then the gave fourth one. Access to them. The fourth one is just a very dry noir thriller. Uh, it doesn't have to be dry. It could be wet. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> I'm thinking lots of rain. Nonstop. Hard rain. Hard rain, hard lighting. Yeah. It like hurts. They're like, oh. <laughs> it's like <laughs> knocking everyone's glasses and hats off their head. But they're standing they can't there. Even, they can't even smoke because it's getting extinguished with the heavy rain. 
<laughs> it's like constantly filling their mouths as they're trying to like say their lines. It's radioactive because it's heavy. Uh, yeah, I want to see this movie for sure. Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess to wrap it up with Spring Breakers. I did find myself enjoying this movie more watching it now than when I originally did. And then watching it back to back with Julian Donkey Boy, I definitely see everything that you guys were talking about. Like, it definitely seems like he became a better, sharper filmmaker, but his, like, original style hasn't changed. I can see that. And I recommend it. I don't know where you guys watched it. I have it on Blu-ray. I I cheated the system by signing up for a service on amazon that it was on and then canceled it immediately after i watched it yeah it was on showtime yeah that's what i did showtime yeah but it is also available on blu-ray yeah uh, if you go on a24 site maybe they'll advertise it it's on it's on amazon um i i want to say i've said it before and i'll go back to it again why is this not a criterion? What about his work is undeserving of the criterion status? When he's such a small niche unique film director who doesn't make anything that's like any conventional film out there. Why the fuck won't they give his films criterions? But then Wes Anderson makes a film and they've already got the case for his fucking I movie mean, sitting in a fucking label maker yeah they have it ready 10 years in advance uh yeah. we are getting pink flamingos so good uh i fucking there. it's about time and i really want that because i've never seen it it's hard to get it's hard it's to like, watch <laughs> i mean i and i'm just, like i don't know if i could watch that again and then there's a criteria and i'm like i'm probably gonna watch that again. watch it again <laughs> i mean for sure i mean it's got multiple maniacs on there too so they show respect to john waters which Waters deserves it. I'm not saying he doesn't, but it's like if you're going to respect somebody like John Waters, then you need to give some credit to uh, Corin. Corin deserves his. You know what they should just do is just do like a like one of the collections, like a Corin collection, and just put all because he doesn't have too many films. So you could just throw them all on a a disc. It might even have been on the channel. I'll uh, I'll reach out on Facebook to one of my Criterion things I follow, and I'll see if he's ever been on the channel. He just. He deserves more credit as a filmmaker, and he deserves more recognition for the creativity and difference that he puts into his films. Can you can you think of another filmmaker who makes work like him, genuinely? Michael Bay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I feel like I feel like it's on a different the, scale, but <laughs> no, I th- I think I think the director that he's most he most reminds me of in like a weird way is probably Terrence Malick. He's like the trashy version. Like, cause Terrence Malick does the same thing where he'll just, he'll be shooting something and then just be like, Oh, you know what? No, I want to show you a bird over here for 10 minutes. And then like, Oh, there's plot going on. I guess. I'll what if show we you follow that. the stream for 30 minutes? <laughs> yeah. What if I just showed you that? Like he, he has those same moments of just like his, his films are, his films are like, are <laughs> like the dinosaur. The, here. Yeah. <laughs> He he's like he he's the he's the art house version of Harmony Corinne. He's just like mm-hmm. yeah, I'll show you this random thing that has nothing to do with the plot, and I'm yeah, not going to talk about check. it later. What films has he made? I'm not familiar with the name. Uh, Thin Red Line. Uh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I know. Tree of Life. Yeah, Days okay. of Heaven. Yeah. I know who you're talking uh, about. Badlands. 
Once you said, I liked his last one a lot. What what was his last one? Um, I don't even know. I haven't even seen his more recent ones because he's like he went from producing two films in thirty years to like cranking them out every year. All of a sudden, (laughs) Uh, yeah, he did. There's a twenty year gap, I think, between um, Thin Red Line and New World. Thin Red Line and a New World, or something, and then yeah, and then now he's more common, and it was like I'll. We talked about it before. I don't know if it was on this podcast, but the uh, what was the movie called? Cup of Nights, or is it Night of Cups? Night of Cups, I think. Yeah. Um, Malik went to this like party, and he was able to film all these like celebrities because people don't know what Terrence Malik looks like. (laughs) Uh, That's great. They had like this single picture of him on IMDb, and it's like you can't. You couldn't find other photos of him doing yeah. work, and it was the like, one from if, him like forty years ago on his first film. Yeah, if you literally like, if some old guy was like, "I'm Terrence Malick," I'd be like, "Oh shit, I'm working with Terrence Malick." Like, <laughs> I'd never know. Uh, but yeah, he did recently a hidden life, and a hidden life is like closer to a tr- like the tree of life. So mm. it it's pretty good. The only one of those that you mentioned that I'm familiar with is Thin Red Line, and I hated that movie. It was just oh. really dry and hard to get through. It wasn't that it was necessarily a bad film, but just just dry. Very, very dry. Very hard to get through. Uh, I think it takes some getting used to. Like, Badlands is his first movie, and that movie is more of his, like, I guess, straightforward attempt at filmmaking. And then The Thin Red Line, I think, is, like, a really good movie, but the concept is like, I don't think a lot of people were ready for it when they were watching a war movie. They just kind of have that like, it's almost like a slice of life movie, but during war. I just, I have been watching, like I think that movie came out around the same time as like um, uh, the the Spielberg one. Yeah. um, Yeah. Saving Private Ryan. It did like the same year or the year before or something. So I just, I really liked Saving Private Ryan and I got kind of on board with the like World War II movie trend that was going on at that time period. And so when Thin Red Line came out, I was like, yeah, sure. It's got Mel Gibson and fucking great cast and let's watch this. And it just, it wasn't for me and that I think that was the movie that actually stopped me from watching those because I was like yeah I think I'm out I mean I really liked New World and I thought me and Chuck went to go see the Tree of Life together and we were like that was fucking great yeah, there's like four people in the theater two of them were us two of them were us yeah he's he's popping yeah he is <laughs> I don't know if he's doing it on purpose or something but Chuck's a popping yeah, he was like, I can keep breaking the sound barrier over and over and over again. Yeah. Are you doing something? I'm doing nothing. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here, man. I'm doing nothing. <laughs> something weird's going on with you, Chuck. It's finally stopping. Usually. Anyways, that's our episode. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week with the Beach Bum. You know where to find us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at Cinema Demore for everything. <laughs> that's where you get to see our great ads, and that's about it. That's all we do is our our great ads. They're pretty famous. They are. No one around the world. Except except the French versions. They're completely different. They're all hand painted. All right. So for the end of this. <laughs> Uh, instead of just saying bye.
we're gonna we're just gonna riff off of the spring break, y'all. All right. Spring break. Spring break. Spring break. Forever. Forever. Spring break, y'all. Spring break, y'all. It's spring break. Woo! I hope it never ends. It's forever. by a little-known pop singer by the name of Miss Britney Spears. One of the greatest singers of all time and an angel, if there ever was one on this earth. I need you, baby. 